Hello and welcome to the Construction Corner Podcast. I'm Dylan, I'm your host, and welcome to today's episode. So we've been going through a few of the top points, six pain points that the construction industry faces and specifically on the design side. So that's really what this series is focusing on is the design side. It does impact to both sides of the equation, design and construction, uh, but I'm taking the design perspective as this is coming from the top 100 MEP firms across the industry from Consulting and Specifying Engineer Magazine. What I did not realize, and I don't know if you realized as well, how big the design side of the table is. So for the, and I'm in the rough ballpark, the exact number might not be correct, but for the design side of the table and just for engineers, just for engineers, the amount of fee received in 2019, so this came out very recently, uh, here I am recording in December of 2019, this uh, article came out about the fees for and expected fees basically for MEP firms, uh, the top 100, and the rough total is like 8.4 billion with a B, as in boy, dollars for design fees across the top 100 firms. So there's the minimum threshold for selection into the top 100 was $5 million. Uh, I think the lowest fee, uh, so like number 100 on the list, was like 12 million this year. To give you a rough idea of what the industry looks like as a whole and how we can kind of view this through the lens. So very large firms, um, the top 10 make up like half of that, like 4 billion in design fee with AECOM and Jacobs up top um, for MEP design fee. Granted, a lot of their projects are those mega projects, so they have probably a lot of fee tied up in a, uh, just a few projects is uh, my inclination. So what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about how older engineers need to be up to date. So this is one of the things that was mentioned as one of the top issues or problems facing the design side of the table, that older engineers need to be kept up to date, like, and how we do that, keeping them up to date. So one of the big topics and is often uh, seen, heard, discussed across the industry is let's just take Revit as a big, uh, big hairy animal in the room that some firms are not moving necessarily to the, let's call it 21st century of design and moving to Revit, right? They're still on AutoCAD. They're still using uh, two dimensional line drawings. Schedules are not automated, maybe using some Excel to do some bigger calculations. Whew. It, it hurts me to talk about that. Um, being like the Revit guy, if you will. Um, I can't always answer why companies still are in AutoCAD. I, I definitely think it's a historical piece. It's, you know, a lack of learning new technologies. And it's, I think by and large, most of those firms that are doing that are run by older uh, people that are probably within five years, roughly, of retirement and are just trying to ride the wave out through the discussions that I have across a lot of people over a long period of time is uh, it's those people that are five years roughly from retirement and just want to ride it out, don't want to change, don't want to learn. Why should they? They don't have a lot of time left. Um, and, you know, I can't uh, necessarily blame them on that. But if you're working in one of those firms that uh, is still using AutoCAD for design, even electrical, 
man, it's, uh, it's going to be rough for you to transition, you know, when that firm gets sold in five years, um, or just collapses because the owner retired, you know, shit, it's going to be hard to find other projects to work on, you know, to collaborate with other architects and engineers for architects that are still using AutoCAD. I don't know how you're in business unless you're just doing the same track house, um, or a lot of residential man. Um, any project of any significant size that I've worked on has been in Revit. Um, even like down to, I think I've done a thousand square foot, like bathroom office renovation in Revit. So <laughs> like, there's just about no excuse, uh, for not using Revit, but that's really what it comes to is, um, this is a mindset piece. This, there's really nothing else to it. Some of it could be a time piece, but it's really a mindset. Like if it's a priority to you, if it's important, you're going to do it. Uh, if you find that with everything, like if your diet and health is important to you, you're going to eat well, drink a lot of water, you know, exercise, really simple stuff. Uh, if it's important to you, you're going to do it. If you, well, um, don't blame the world when you're 400 pounds. Like that's just <laughs> reality. So Keeping up to date really is a mindset shift. You need to allocate some time to do it. You need to go and take some code update classes. You need to spend some time learning Revit. You need to maybe bring in a consultant, whatever that looks like for you and your firm. Like you need to spend the time on it um, or you're going to get left behind or just you're going to go out of business. You're not going to win projects because you don't have the capabilities to perform the work necessary to collaborate as required um, across, you know, all the disciplines. So that's really what it is. It, comes down to is are you collaborating are you doing better are you learning every day i there's not much else to say on that piece um you know some of it's time right like how are you going to get your time back to spend this you know you're rushing to put out projects i mean on the electrical side i mean that's really how our software can help is you know we'll give you back a couple hundred hours so you can learn how to use revit like that's really what it comes down to um uh, that's finding ways to, you know, improve efficiency, maybe bringing on somebody to help you through projects. So you're not just completely overwhelmed. That's really what it, what it boils down to. If time is in fact your issue, if it's, you're going home at three playing golf or, um, whatever it is that you do, um, and you're in the office at eight, you know, so you're in at eight, leave at three, um, and do that every day and maybe take half day on Friday and you're just happy with your life Man, kudos to you fantastic like great job in organizing your life that way but if that's not you and you're just you're getting in at seven leaving at six like and that's your life then um yeah you need to find some other tools to help you do more in the same amount of time but the biggest thing i can say is it's a mindset shift like are you spending time are you allocating time to learning to growing to being better and like that piece, learning, growing, being better is not subject just to an older generation, right? That's subject to all engineers, all people across everything, right? If you want to continue to grow, to get paid more, to do better, to heck, just be a more contributory member of society and informed member of society, you need to learn, you need to grow, you need to take in new information from books, podcasts, from people that have done it not uh some anecdotal evidence 
that is what I suggest is learning, you know, reading industry publications, reading things that can help you, you know, taking the time to learn Revit or some other skill that will help improve who you are and your value to the firm and the industry as a whole. I could go on and on and on. I think about this piece. Um, I'm going to keep this podcast pretty short though. Anyway, that's the that's the third biggest piece for the industry is keeping older engineers up to date. Um, they seem to be the hardest ones, especially grasping technology in particular or uh, just code updates. So as things change and evolve, grabbing energy codes, harnessing them, understanding you know what the energy codes are and how we design today and need to to meet code, um, that's pretty important. So again, go out, learn, take some time to do it. There's a bunch of tools to get you time back. Um, so that you can go and do these things and, you know, not have to work 15 hour days for six months or a year to get there. So there's tools and people to help you. And I hope you go out and find them. If you're listening to this podcast, you're a person that's going out and uh, finding tools to help you improving it better. And you're willing to learn. So if you need some help, feel free to reach out to me at Dylan A. Mitchell um, on Instagram. My email is at or Dylan at CalabungaStudios.com. So Dylan at CalabungaStudios.com. I'll drop it here in the description and would love to uh, just bounce some ideas back and forth to uh, help you get to that next level. So feel free to email me or uh, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Anyway, until next time, guys, and thank you for listening.